This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mike Tirico with the call last night. NBC. The Cowboys blow out the Eagles. 33-13. to 13. <laughs> Nice of Philly to show up for the second week in a row. Absolutely nuked last night by the Cowboys. Uh, we will get to Dallas's game coming up this week against Buffalo. We'll weave conversations about NFL Most Valuable Player in as well. Um, so much to do here on this magnificent football Monday. The whale capper Drew Dinsick will join us. We'll begin our handicap week 15. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. But Ken, let's. Uh, I love the conversation about the stew of anxiety in the opening segment. And that's something that I think all our listeners and viewers can kind of relate to, right? And you were saying that you thought maybe your memory was November was the most anxious month because, you know, the NBA and NHL markets are, the seasons are coming into focus a little bit and you might be able to pick off prices, et cetera, million games going on. I'm always, just for me, the way like the way that I like to play and the way I like to bet, um, it's always like this stretch for me, that the last like four or five weeks of the NFL regular season is like everything's happening. You're a big Calvin and Hobbes fan. I am too. It's like the famous Bill Watterson, Calvin and Hobbes strip where Calvin is... You know, concocting the scenario in his head where a train has come off the tracks and is careening towards a house. At the same time, a plane is about to crash into the house while an old man in the house is about to light the stove and like the gas and like the gas thing is broken and there's about to be a massive explosion. And that's like Calvin's imagination. And it feels like that's where we're at right now. Now, hopefully things don't go up in flames and it's all really good. But I think like the stew of anxiety, Ken, I, I don't even think it's we're not even like what stage of, of, of the meal are we right now? We're way at the beginning of the meal right now, right? It hasn't. We're not even close to yeah. this some bitch getting served yet. I get. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Just because like four games, le- well, five. Some teams playing tonight, but like f- still like a full quarter of the NFL season still to go. And that's if it's like, well, what's the main source of your anxiety? Be like, well, well, I'll mention because like I can list things that other people don't have. And maybe that's helpful, but it's probably not. But all those things that everybody who listens to the show probably has in some form now. Like a lot of you probably bet Dak to win MVP. And a lot of you probably bet the Bills to do stuff after going into last week's games. And as these games start to, oh, by the way, those teams play each other this weekend. What a stew that's going to be. And and we knew that going in, obviously. But just, okay, like as these prices start to get a lot, like let's say, let's just say like the Bills win the game. But then the then the Cowboys beat the Dolphins and they beat the Commanders and they beat the Lions and they win their other games. Like it just as these games start to tick off, like yeah, that's the really fun part. Like you're in really good, but it's when you bet these season long markets, it's just agonizingly slow. The draw out here is just agonizingly slow week to week. You spend the whole week almost uh, if you're still alive in a survivor pool. What the circle one's got like 15 people left going for eight million dollars. Imagine how much of your week you spend thinking about who you're going to pick. You know, that week, if you're still alive in that content, I mean, life, that's life changing money. That's not even the stuff that we're talking about. And some of these, a lot of these markets, there's a couple that are pretty interesting. Um, 
So just, I think people can relate to that. Like if you're holding DAC, yeah, like this is awesome. We got exactly what we wanted. Like, yes. And also, are we any closer to him winning? <laughs> like, are we really that close? Four games left. They play the Bills. They're a dog in the game. They play Miami, play Detroit. Brock Purdy's a 78-point favorite in every game that the team plays. Uh, there's not nearly as much negative attention on him as I thought. That. So you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a certain extent, you've come a long way but also you have so much longer to go. <laughs> and so it's just, and everybody I think can relate to being right in the middle of that. And it's that for me, at least it's like that times a hundred because it's all the NBA award markets are starting to really get pounded into shape and like, you know, moving kind of how they're, I would say how they're supposed to be moving. We finally have some of that going on. MVP is actually getting very interesting, which we could talk about like later in the show, maybe uh, hockey, same kind of a thing. Like we have, we have the potential in that sport for incredibly big long shots to be live in some of the very big award markets that they're going to hand out uh, at the end of the Stanley Cup final in a couple weeks later. So, yeah, it's just all converging, and that's so for me. Like when I wake up in the morning, it's just I love work. It's my favorite thing to work on all this stuff, and I like to think I'm really good at it. At the same time, yeah, like you're driven by just this. Like you feel it in your in your gut the all day when you're working on. It. Like just you're in. Like we're in it, and you know, on on a very small scale, if you have DAC MVP, like you're in it, and you got to kind of figure out: Are you holding on for dear life? Are you trying to get out of it? Are you confident? Like, what do you want to do this week? And uh, sort of like the people in the Survivor Pool, you spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's and it's kind of like up to the individual, right? Everyone's got their own yeah. stew of anxiety. Everyone's got their own pit of misery. Everyone's got that own their the, the feeling in their gut. And how are you going to react? And what are you going to do? It's all it's all very fascinating. It really, it's it's the best time of the year. Um, before we start our handicap of Week 15 in the NFL, which will feature kind of like we'll weave in our thoughts from the weekend that was in the National Football League. Uh, anything from the old from the old betting experience yesterday? Just like the individual game stuff can. Stand out to you. Maybe it was hashtag our Broncos. Maybe it was well, yeah. our Saints. <laughs> I put that yeah. bet in early, and I'm happy I did with how bad Bryce Young was in the game. Uh, I love that so you just let, that. Let, I mean, I literally bet it on, like, Tuesday. Like, I, I know. Like five and, and I'm like, well, Saints. I'm going to wait. And you're, you're like, <laughs> so, oh, I should have waited. You're like, I should have waited. I bet you weren't feeling that way at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, it's, uh, and I was, I'm sitting there with nothing on the game. Uh, it's just really fun. I mean, and just like Derek, just like Derek Carr in general, just uh, like you bet you bet the unders on an injured quarterback and he sucks so bad. Anyway, you hit some of them. Uh, so anyway, just yeah, like uh, the Broncos were the most satisfying. There's no question about that. Underdog money line parlay, like two out of three. The Jets win. and The Colts just get absolutely railroaded in the second half of the game that they play, like got all the way back by halftime and you're like feeling pretty good going into this like man like they kind of maybe they took jake maybe they took jake browning's best shot and uh what a crazy sentence to say and they didn't and they uh they played very poorly in the second half of the game but like jets win broncos win yeah they're like a couple other things the funny thing is the teasers they all got like all the markets moved enough by sunday that i didn't bet anymore like we bet during the week and we so we bet like some teaser legs we bet tampa we bet buffalo bet denver um i did one with the ravens and i don't even really know why and so i didn't even know i had it when the game was i wish i knew i had it i would have been a lot happier as i was watching the game and watching so i put in some of this stuff during the week going, yeah you i think been going nuts you would be going nuts watching the punt return and over i think i did i think i was trying to put tampa with a bunch of stuff when i thought it was going to go away on like wednesday and i was like well i need more legs to put it with that just like makes sense like what do i want to do and so but anyway so 
it's but on Sunday, like had the opportunity to put in a lot more money into teasers and the markets just kind of shifted in a way where like those it seemed like those avenues all got cut off. The favorites get that out to three, just like the numbers didn't make a lot of sense to you. The teaser wasn't the tool to use from your toolbox on Sunday because of how the markets have been shaped. But man, if you just went in anyway and you were like, no, I still like these. Like, I don't care what the number is. I still like these. I mean, they all came in. They all came like the only thought, the only thing that didn't come in was Indianapolis, but that was three on game day, obviously. So like kind of a different conversation. Tampa still came in. Denver still came in. Buffalo still came in. Baltimore came in on a, a backup punt returner touchdown in overtime. I mean, just like one of like the great plays of the season. Just it was really it was a fun day. I don't know if it was the day where I had the most action, but as things come down to the wire and we'll do the games like coming up you know, Thursday, especially Saturday and Sunday really like kind of like de facto almost you know like round of 32 playoff games a round of 16 playoff games where there are way too many relevant teams right now when you're trying to do all the calculations in your head of who's alive and who's not and what the prices should be and i found myself doing that a lot yesterday during those games you better you better here with nick and ken magnificent football monday we will get to our uh breakdown and handicap at week 15 in the national football league coming up in a couple moments just uh the Bills Bucks teaser leg. I think people can tell, like especially early in the <laughs> week last week. It was a th- look like I'll be honest with everybody and look like the bet one, which is really great. Like that, it like decided my week basically, and like there were other good yeah. things that happened, but that was like a big part of yesterday being a good day. Um, props just about like hit a couple like loser in the yardage markets. We had a, a bunch of injuries, which really sucked. Like just like Justin Herbert goes out. Keenan Allen's never going to win at that point. Justin Jefferson gets hurt early in the game. Like that's obviously completely toast, but four long shot. Anytime touchdowns was really nice. We really liked that, but Bill Bill's bucks was, was outstanding. And I could just say, um, and I'm curious how people bet the game. I know Ken, that you had money aligned, which is great. So like, you were never in danger of losing this bet. I mean, I guess like at points, the Jaguars could have beaten right. the Browns just like, it always felt, especially like once Hopkins kicks that 55-yarder, they go up 31-21 at the end of the what game. Was that like, about, okay, uh, was that about seven, 7 o'clock Eastern time? Is that when that field goal went <laughs> <It's> The game, <laughs> the game went on like... forever. 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 For actually um, forever. So you've got money line, right? I had some money line. I also laid, I think it was, a two, it was either two or two and a half in any event. Uh, so the Browns kicked the field goal. It's just like, I don't. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is Wolverine. Maybe if you cut him open, tor- like painkillers would come out, not blood. It would just be like here's liquid, liquid Toradol would come liquid. out of his right. come out of his yeah. veins, right? Uh, give him a lot of credit, man. That's a tough sob, man. Tough son of a bitch, man. For the way that he played in that game yesterday, leads them down the field to score, and then like. Uh, I mean, really, like Doug Peterson. I, I understand why he did it. Some people are like, "Why would he do that?" So why why do you why do you think that he did that? Like, the, if if they recover the onside kick and like the rare instance where that happens, now a field goal wins the game. That's why he did it. Thank God they didn't get it for the people that laid two and a half with with the Browns because you lose otherwise sure. you lose. Yeah. So I was I was hoping that the Browns defense would get home for us. So that so that was pretty good. Um, and I guess like you know. The other big thing from yesterday, and we'll do it, I'm sure, when we talk about the Bills, uh, the Bills Cowboys game. We talk about the Chiefs game. How about your guy, Patty Mahomes, just with oh, like boy. a full, a full diaper minutes. after the game, just, yeah. just, just whining and crying, and Andy Reid whining and crying. How, how about that from the the best player in the world? No one, no one is ever gonna. He's the best. 
Also, like, that's pretty rich coming from Patrick Mahomes. We can we don't have to do a lot on it now if you don't want to. We can do it when we talk about the, the game coming up, the Chiefs-Patriots game, maybe a get-right spot for the Chiefs. But, I mean, man, that was... I, I actually, like, can't believe that that happens. Not that, like, that the, the flag was thrown. Kadarius Tony was 10 yards offside. But really, like, the Chiefs are going to, like, complain and kvetch and moan the way that they did? Seemed like a little out of character to, for, uh, for me, at least, Ken, yesterday, watching the end of that game, Buffalo and KC. I mean, the game ends and, like, sports sports radio station producers everywhere rejoice. I mean, it's like a rich sports radio topic for the entire day, basically. Because it's, you know, the question's like, is everybody turning on the Chiefs as like it, like even the people that ha- like the people that haven't turned on them already for winning so much? Is everybody just kind of done with this? Like gr- like great, keep winning. Also, this happened to Brady at some point too. It happened to LeBron like at certain points in his career. We're just like yeah, we're just good, man. And like you don't help yourself obviously by behaving the way that you behave. And I I do feel like we kind of got there yesterday, which was pretty great. Just the amount of people that were just like, dude, like shut up, like just and like the the fact just. I mean, there's actually a lot of parts to it, like being restrained from going after like a 58 year old line judge. It's just like the whole thing. It's just like, dude, this dude's like a mailman half the year and he's like trying to spot the ball and you're like threatening to murder him. It's just like, like, what is this? Like, what is this supposed to be? And uh, like, I have, have a little self-control, you know, like $900 million. This guy makes 82 cents an hour. So it just, it was, yeah, the whole thing was just like. Yeah, like off-putting, also like absurd. And but the funny thing is, it's also it's like understandable in a way. They've won so much, like so much. And I mean, like like to a certain extent, have been spoiled by it. So that when finally things aren't going your way, like and it's slipping it's away a little bit now, right? And he it probably is. feels it. I'm there's, sure they all there's feel a chance it. they miss the playoff. Like they're going to win the four games to close their four very easy opponents. But, like, they could miss the playoffs. <laughs> like, I mean, they could. For every team basically could miss the play. The Jags can definitely miss the playoffs, definitely, the way that this is going to shake out at the end. So it's almost like no team is safe. And uh, and the Chiefs don't find themselves in that situation very often. And, I, honestly, it was telling that they don't find themselves in that situation very often because of how you react when you're in a, a situation you're not in very much. So, yeah, obviously it was, like, very compelling television. You're watching the closing minutes of the game. Nance and Romo and Mahomes and the, uh, him and Allen talking at midfield. And everyone's like – and everyone loves Josh Allen. So when it's those two and Mahomes is complaining, yeah, right? it only adds to the criticism because everyone loves the other guy so much. He's hugging Russell Wilson at midfield. Nobody cares probably. But it's Josh Allen. And so it's like, like everybody feels bad for Josh Allen. Now Josh Allen wins and everybody still feels bad for him that he has to win. That he has to deal with that at midfield. Yeah. Like super compelling, not a betting conversation at all, but look like it was the most watched game yesterday aside from Sunday night football. We all watched it and it was the most interesting piece of video that happened. What do you, uh, what do you think, Josh, and for people that haven't seen the video, like, I would actually encourage you to seek it out. So Mahomes and Allen, like, meet at midfield, and, like, generally, and I know the Bills beat them last year in the regular season, but this is usually, like, Josh Allen has just had his, like, soul, like, like pulled out of his derriere, basically, in these games against Kansas City in the big spot, and Mahomes goes up to him to shake his hands, and Mahomes is dropping F-bombs, and God bless him, I curse a lot, too, and he's like, effing worst call ever, man, can't believe they called that. And I just like, I just imagine Josh, what is Josh Allen thinking in that moment? Like, yeah. piss off, dude. Like, you lost. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, what? So, like, right. in the 13 second game, Josh Allen's supposed to be like, when they shake hands, be like, lucky bastard won the toss. Like, right. you wouldn't Can have won you believe otherwise. we didn't win the toss? Yeah. Can you believe this game? <laughs> 
Can you believe any of this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, God. I love how, like, Sean McDermott's the bigger baby face walking out of yesterday after the 9-11 comments last week than Andy Reid is, because Andy Reid's complaining after the game. Isn't that crazy? Amazing what a difference a week makes. Oh, also, like, man. botched the Just... time management in that game. And it's like, oh, we're with this guy. You're with the guy who sucks at this? Oh, great. Yeah, so. <laughs> here's, again, here's Kadarius Tony. Oh, but it's not like Kadarius Tony has ever had any boneheaded plays before. We'll start our handicap at week 15 coming up on the other side.